Hello, hello, what's up everyone? You're listening to the Skeleton Key Podcast. I'm your host, Keg, and join me, as always, is... Keegan. <laughs> and with us again, back again, is my brother Tate. What's up, Tate? Oh, nothing. Sorry, I'm eating right now again. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, is that like just what you do now? Because like, as soon as I walked in, as soon as I walked in the apartment... Well, we record after work, and I'm hungry after As soon work. as I walked in the apartment after work, I smelled pizza, and I was like, is he just going to like start eating during the show? Because, I'm going like, to be there. I'm the new guy. I'm from Pizza Planet off Toy Story. <laughs> Wait, wasn't... <you> know, <laughs> Start driving a pizza planet truck around. Hey, dude, that truck was badass. It was Papal's old truck, just yeah. painted differently. David Dobrik just got one, like the truck. Like, like, you. like, the like exact, he got it, like the design. exact truck, the exact same thing. You know what? Honestly, he, I, I'll give this. That man does have good taste. Sometimes he does have some good taste because that's uh, badass. What, what's the thing called? Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. Just type in David Dobrik Pizza Planet truck. It's fucking sweet. Oh, dude, I miss places like that. Like Wait, back no, when, I'm telling you, dude, his is the exact same thing. I don't know who did it, but it looks incredible. All right, so I didn't get to do the one that I wanted this week because of obviously it was a bit of a long weekend and whatnot. Um, I'll be back with it next week, and I've got a great one planned for after that. So um, good two weeks coming up. I'll put it that way. Really good one. Um, is it a serial killer? One's one is hell yeah. Yeah. So um, no, guys. This week I told you we were doing last night. Um, this week we we're doing um, a Midwestern story time part three. Some more horror in the heartland and stories from the book. The other one will probably be my favorite, right? Uh, Not the serial killer one, the other one. You'll like... Are we still doing it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's them next week. Okay, yeah, good. yeah, we're still doing it. Okay, good. But, um, but no, um, no, no, you'll also like the one after that, too, because he's kind of like... He's kind of like... Um, how do I put this? He's kind of like Albert Johnson, um, the Mad Trapper. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was like... Okay, how do I put this? This guy would, would like take Albert Johnson and beat him to death with, like, with one hand. Anyways, so, yeah. No, no, Who no, is he? Frank Castle? He... Keith, I'll get into it. There's a lot of he, – he's kind of, he reminds me of the Punisher in a lot it's of ways. Jason Statham. Anyways. It sounds like it. Yeah, no, I'll get it. You know, you, hey, you'll, you'll find out in two weeks. But, oh, yeah, so this week we're doing Horror in the Heartlands. It's a buffer episode. Um, a lot of people, like a lot of the listeners that, you know, know us, like, t- like tell me that um, they like them, like the stories a lot. And they really wonder how people, like, were that stupid back in the day from some of the ways they died. What was the fucking bird one again? Uh, the bur- bird one. There, were, there was one, like, where the guy tried to shoot the ache out of his mouth with a with pistol. No, wasn't there one? It was like the it was like the one in Bedford. It was something about a parrot, parrot or something. Yeah, yeah the the parrot. Hear me like, out. How about you write your own book, like with stories like this? Like, obviously, these well, these are true, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he, he like got make these from like newspaper articles. <coughs> and he you need to make one, but false, like fiction, but make up like cool stories. So, it's, be pretty badass. I'm sure I could do. I'm sure I could do something like that. Actually, hey, I've always wanted. Like, I've always I mean, like wanted to write a book. Fucked up mind, so it'd be pretty. Thank interesting. you. Thank you, Tate. <laughs> it'd be an interesting stories to tell. Honestly, hey, don't tempt me. I do want to write a book someday. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan just did it. Well, I don't, I don't want to read his book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have as much respect for the man as you guys do. I really don't. But Why? Because he's inherited all the money. No, I no, it's not that. Not no. just I just don't like no, I just don't like a whole lot of like what he is and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, I fuck with him. He's he's all right, I guess, but I'm not like I I don't like love him. Um, but no, guys, yes, yeah, so we're doing some more um horror in the heartland stories. Um, I just like I said, I read I forgot how many pages I read. But I just picked out um seven of my. It's gonna be a shorter episode. I uh, like last time was eleven, I think. Um, this time I only got seven, but they're still pretty good, and I think you're like really gonna like them. Let's go for it. Hell yeah. Okay, so story number one, I have uh, named 127 Hours. 
127 but hours. You, kind of you just read this from like the start to the end and then just like pick out your favorites? Yeah. Like have you already read it all or no? Oh, yeah. I've read the whole book like once. So you just remember the stories? No, no. I, I just, well, I remember some of them and, I'm, and I, I do have them marked. Some you of the go stories back and read them. Yeah. And I just kind of like rewrite them because again, no offense to Kevin McQueen. <laughs> I, his writing style is not with his, like, what was it? The A shit? Yeah. Dr. A or Dr. Yeah. Yeah. B. Yeah. There's yeah. that. But like, is he just like, he would also like say like, use like, um, like, um, examples and I'd be like no one knows who like Monty Python is like really anymore like no one like you, like he would use yeah but like my, my point is the way he writes is not for like my particular tongue but the way I like this is how I would write them if I was reading them from what he's saying is that Kevin McQueen is shit Kevin McQueen te- is a is teacher at, at Eastern Kentucky so fuck him because he does <laughs> teach in Kentucky <laughs> but he does do a lot of good work finding these stories so you know you have to give him some credit but yeah so this first one has, I've, it's um, called 127 Hours but you can kind of assume where it's going off the bat. Something to do with 127 hours. You guys not see the movie 127 hours? James Franco? No. What? You, you, do you know what it is? No. I know, you? I know James Franco is big James Franco. Oh, I can't say that because I know <laughs> you're not right. out now. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, yeah, so... Okay, anyway, it's it's like the story like about the guy that got his like fucking arm caught in the boulder. He had to cut it off. Oh wait, when he was like rock climbing. Yeah, by himself. And he didn't tell anyone where he was I going. Know, yeah, and I don't know. Did, did, yeah, James Franco played him in a movie. And then to get out, he cut his yeah. arm off. And yeah, it's badass. Fuck, I need to see that movie. It's then. harrowing. It's on fucking Hulu or Netflix or some shit. Yeah, you can watch it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I have this called 127 Hours. So. On October 4th, 1912, a watch, a night watchman for a railroad yard in Chicago named Joseph K. was doing his usual, his usual security route when his foot accidentally became stuck in the train tracks. Having worked there for years, Joseph knew a speeding train was due any moment, so he did the only sensible thing that any of us would do at that moment. He began to shake and yank his leg violently. You know, like, have you guys ever gotten your leg or like something stuck? And something, or, or you get stuck in something, and you just like tr- shake, and you just like start freaking the you fuck freak, out. Yes, I got my fingers stuck in Chinese handcuffs—the worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> Those things are kind of scary. I literally thought my fingers weren't gonna come out of the damn thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm ter- I'm now terrified of Chinese handcuffs. Keith, what do you got? Fuck, I don't have anything right now to put things up on. I was stuck like when I was a child. We were at holiday. Oh, world, and I was no, stuck I got in a like, good one. and I was stuck in like a tire tube thing that had chains on it, and I couldn't get out. And I was like freaking the fuck out. And mom had, and mom did have to call me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dumbass. Do you remember those uh, toy boxes that were shaped as like, uh, like a football, a basketball, baseball? Yeah, and like big toy yeah, boxes. Were, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were huge too. Yeah. So yeah. we we had this big football one, and for some reason, my dumb ass decided to climb in it, and like inside of it. When you were like five foot ten at three yeah, years seriously. old, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. How pounds. big was this fucking toy box? You're <laughs> yeah. huge, my guy. Well, it was back when I was younger, and I got stuck in it. I got in it, and I couldn't get out. <laughs> to, can you imagine? He was probably still big, so he was probably just big. He was probably just small enough to be able to squeeze in there, but just big enough to be, not be able to get back out. Did you start freaking out? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was freaked. I can't remember if like how did this? I, they just saw the board off. Well, I can't. I can't remember if like they. My dad like cut the thing in half. <laughs> or take with a saw while Keegs was inside of it. Or they I pour, can't remember if they did. If I just finally like slid out. If they got me out somehow. They dumped like hot butter inside there. He just like flipped. Like came like they like and just like, came flying out. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I don't really remember why I decided to. Climb it's like a fish in it, trap. It's like you. It's like you swam in, but you couldn't get back out. Yeah, literally, a big <laughs> ass fish. Yeah, it's like a lobster trap. I mean, seriously. 
No, no, no. That's kind of ridiculous, Keith. But you know what? We all we all like you know. Freak! I would have loved to have seen like like toy the toy box. You ever put a ring on your? Yeah, finger? I'll, I'll fucking. I'll you can't get the ring off or like a no, sword. No, that's why I won't wear a ring. Yeah, happened to me once. You what kind of fucking rings do you have on? Um, I was like one of those like rubber black ones. You couldn't get a rubber ring off. No, it was like tight as shit, and I like forced it on there, and then like when I was taking it off, it'd get to like my. Like right here, like Ugh. the middle of my finger, and like where it humps, and I just literally it yes. would not come off. Oh God, no! Yes, I don't like that. dude, this brings back so many memories. Claustrophobia is kicking in. <laughs> it was little tight. Dumbass got yeah. stuck in that. <laughs> <laughs> <What an> idiot. <laughs> it brings in so many memories. <laughs> Everybody, please look up a little tyke's football toy chest. I bet so you can you see what he got stuck please in. Please look that up. Please. I would love, like, what position were you in, actually? Yeah, just real quick. What position were you stuck in? I mean... I'm pretty sure I was, like, this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, oh, crunk. Because I went in head first. That's how. I, I don't Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I went in head first. Kate, I don't. How did you survive as a child? <laughs> okay, so, um, anyways. Well, and that is the reason I'm claustrophobic now. That makes sense. <laughs> You made yourself claustrophobic. Yeah, you got stuck in a fucking football. <laughs> Bro, I wish we never see that thing away. I think it was so dope. So after receiving a bro- so after receiving a broken leg in multiple places and no step closer to freedom, Joseph did decided upon the unthinkable. He'd have to cut his own leg off. After unfolding his knife, Joseph began to cut at his foot momentarily, but luck was on his side as a coworker came walking around the corner at that very moment. And he pulled the lever which released Joseph's leg. Joseph was a lucky man indeed. The two stood there three minutes later and watched the train make its schedule route down the track. Ooh. Damn. That's a lucky man right there. So, damn. That's a lucky man. Yeah, he, he starts cutting at his foot and all of a sudden a guy comes walking on the corner and lets him go. Then three minutes later the train just comes by. I bet he was, I bet he was like, oh my God, dude, seriously. They and also, relief. so many people died in, by, by trains, like, Back in the day, so many people. So many back people like, back in the field, lost limbs. Back in the day, there's been. Well, no, no. I, I, shit we've talked about. Yeah, I started thinking about it though. You know why? Because a lot of bars are on train yards. Because you know, you get off the train, you go. You, yeah. There's a bar close by, so everyone would like get walk out of the bar, fucking stone hammered, and they would pass out on the train tracks. Thank God, there's none here. You'd be dead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I would pass out. <laughs> I'd pass out of the table. Um, okay, yeah, no, so we're on to story number two. This one I, um, I have labeled Deadly Luggage. So, on September 11th, 1886, baggage handlers in Toledo, Ohio, received a small trunk that smelled so vile and rotten that it made them run away in disgust and horror. After the police were called, they were happy to see the owner of the trunk, who had actually come to claim it. <laughs> so, so... Who so, the hell would claim that trunk? I don't think he knew the police were there looking for it because if he did, he probably wouldn't have showed up because they're going to see what's inside of it. I'm getting yeah. So a school teacher from Ithaca who had once went to, t- to Toledo Medical School, that's the guy that owns the, the trunk. And what do we know about medical schools at this time? They, they, they love getting bodies. They love illegally getting bodies. So after the trunk was opened, it would reveal the body of a thinly young girl packed inside the trunk with straw. So, however, a couple days later, on the 13th, a local farmer named Sam B. identified the body as his daughter, 17-year-old Belle B. <laughs> Belle B. So, <laughs> apparently, Belle had died of TB, of tuberculosis, on the 8th, and the sick and greedy schoolteacher dug her up for medical practice. He was swiftly arrested and got charged with corpse theft and grand larceny. 
as they not only stolen Belle, but, but Belle's silk dress that she was buried in, like, that she was wearing at the time. So, it's, so they, they gave him, you know, charges for theft of a corpse. But then they were like, you're such an asshole. We're going to give you grand larceny, too, for the dress that she's yeah. wearing right now. <laughs> Good. They, they literally slapped everything they could on the guy. You know what just happened around here lately? Remember that kid? I mean, not the exact same thing. That kid they found in a suitcase? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the kid from, um, oh, where was, from, was it from Salem? Like, yeah. Like Massachusetts? Like, and he was down here? Or something like that? No, he was from somewhere out of the state. No, they never identified him, or that that no, I've seen. I, I thought they identified him. I didn't see it. I just know they found a kid in a suitcase in They the found him, like, in the woods in Salem, Indiana. And that's what you're thinking of. Like, he was packed in a... No, what I know that, but I could have swore I saw they identified him as somebody. It was, like, a pink and blue suitcase. Pink and blue suitcase. It was a, it was a Vegas, Las Vegas suitcase. Yeah. Oh, that's just awful, man. Poor kid. That's awful. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't... That's just awful. So, story number three. I have, it's called, okay, oh, this is a good one, actually. Um, I have it labeled American Burkers. So, with so many, do, do, do you guys, like, know what a burger, like, what a burger is? A burger? A burger. No. Okay, well, you guys are going to get, like, a little history lesson in, in a possible uh, future episode. <clears throat> so, with so many, with so many medical schools demanding bodies to practice on, even though it was illegal, because they, <laughs> the doctors did, they were ghouls, man. Doctors are fucking ghouls. <laughs> Um, and so few people ever able to successfully steal them because it was really hard to, to catch a body. Uh, two men found an easier way to get bodies for the schools um, for a quick buck. Their names were Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare, yeah. So it was very hard to get bodies for medical schools, even though like, they really wanted them. And so these two guys found their own way of obtaining bodies to sell to them for money. So Burke and Hare were two serial killers who in Glasgow in the 1800s found that it was a hell of a lot easier to manufacture your own bodies to sell them than it was to steal them. The duo then went on a long murder spree, killing almost a dozen people and selling them to medical schools who were more than happy to overlook a slightly still warm body in exchange for medical knowledge. So they were literally, so they basically found like, because at that time, they knew, you know, like, resurrection, like resurrectionists, the people that would go to steal bodies to sell for medical schools for money, they're called resurre- resurrectionists. So it was at that time, you know, that they were, they were known. You know, it was known, like, <laughs> yeah, when they would come and steal. Were, uh, guarded. Guarded, and, like, yeah, security yeah, guards. And they had, like, tons of people walking. Yeah, so yeah. it was really hard to steal a body at this point. So Burke and Hare essentially found that, but serial killing and murder was a lot, murder was a lot easier to get away with. So they're basically going like, let's just kill people and sell their bodies to the medical schools for money. Because that's easier to get away with than it is to steal a, gra- a body from a grave. But they made a shit ton of money. They, I think they killed 11 or 12 people. I bet they got a shit ton of money. <laughs> uh, it, it was, I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks back then. But that was like the 1800s. So that was Fuck probably... That, never mind. Well, no, no. Too, a that body? Was like, no, yeah. that, was, that was in the 1800s. That was, that was probably about $5,000 now. To kill somebody for five grand? Oh well, these two no, 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 these two were fucking these two were just serial killers. They were psychopaths. Oh, yeah. These weren't normal people. <laughs> these no weren't way. normal people. No normal person. They were psychopaths. Yeah. They, they they were they were born murderers. Their names were Burke and Hare. <laughs> so yeah, and also the doctors like they would bring in these bodies that were clearly not even like hadn't been dead for very long like at all. They were still warm kind of. The doctors were like this with a excellent. gunshot like, wound in the, the head. Yeah, and the yeah the doctors were like excellent. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> so h- however. <laughs> literally so however Birkin became a problem and because oh, that was it happened every now and then but this is a very well-known case Birkin became a problem in ohio in 1884 
when two men named Alan I and Benjamin B decided to make their own profit from creating corpses. On February 15th, the two broke into an Avondale cabin and clubbed a family of three to death before packing them up and taking them away. Uh, their neighbor um, in the report said that he that she thought something was weird because uh, like the, like a fire had started, like their house was set on fire. She thought it was weird because they weren't inside the house, but a fire had been started inside their house. But they <laughs> weren't there. burned the house when they left. <laughs> yeah, these two weren't that smart. Uh, so the bastard Burkers took the bodies to Cincinnati and sold them to a doctor at the Ohio Medical School. Uh, the doctor was fucking overjoyed and asked no questions, even though the bodies had clearly not been dead very long at all. <laughs> Just excellent. Splendid. Just, they're horrible, man. Uh, he said that, that like, they were still warm to the touch and had like running blood in places, but he, but he didn't give a shit. And, but it makes me laugh because the two were promised 50 bucks each. <laughs> But the doctor only gave him thirty dollars, thirty-five dollars to split. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so the doctor even fucked him over, and they and they killed a family of three to sell to this guy. Jesus, I, I would have <laughs> killed the doctor. Honestly, why didn't they just kill the doctor and like rob him or something? Yeah, what the fuck. I mean, they're killers. <laughs> what do they care? I mean, this guy paid fucking eighteen dollars, eighteen and seventeen dollars to fucking seriously kill, yeah, kill a family. They can't even split that even. <laughs> they yeah, they can't even split that evenly. <laughs> Then they got to kill each other for whoever gets eighteen dollars. Yeah, it just made me laugh. I was, uh, it made me laugh. Sorry, I was like, they're promised fifty each. We got thirty-five to split. Um, so, but the idiots were still caught and were prosecuted for their crimes and sent to jail. Uh, but since the burkers had been sent to jail and the doctors at the school didn't, there was a lot of civil unrest. And I was about to say, what happens to the fucking doctors that took the bodies? Well, t- they're medical professionals. You know, like there's not that many of them, and so we have to. They have to. They have to. You know, stay in the hospitals. There's a lot of more respect for doctors this time than there are now because they're like there weren't that many people who like had me- what they called medical knowledge, mm-hmm. so they were seen as like well, we have to do everything we can to keep them out of prison, true because they're useless in prison, which it's still bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's still bullshit. But um, anyways, so yeah, so they didn't so they didn't get in trouble. Um, it was so bad that like Benjamin had to be saved by a small militia when he was in jail. Like like they had to like like br- literally break in and like help bring him out. Like, because everyone was, like, trying to, like, tear the jail down. Um, well, look, they paid them to steal... Okay, look, they paid them... The the, 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 the the medical schools at the time were paying these guys to steal people's loved ones. What do you think's going to happen? You think they're going to be happy? <laughs> yeah. They're, you're literally paying to steal... Like, I mean, like, Dave, if someone stole your corpse, I would be very upset. <laughs> I'd be very mad. So, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I would. So Alan apparently couldn't take the heat, and he... <coughs> I don't get why. Alan apparently couldn't take the heat, and he strangled himself to death about a month later on April 30th. It's, I feel like there's a... How do you strangle, how do you strangle yeah, yourself? Yeah, hanging... Be, like, hanging yourself? I don't, it said... The, it's, it's strictly said strangled, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. I don't shoved know. his head in a pillow? Don't know. So it's... How, how I don't mean, I don't think anyone can like forcefully kill himself like that though. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like, I guess we I, know I he's know. not a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I truly wanted to die. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, really. But um, so Benjamin, however, went to trial and was convicted of murder later in May and was hung later that year on September 12th, with a very with a very sexually charged headline from a local newspaper titled, "This is a quote: A burker is jerked." Unquote. Good old classic hanging. <laughs> okay, a burker's jerk, Tate. 
It's a very, very strange headline for a newspaper. Yeah. Can't beat a good old classic hanging, though. Public hanging. Oh, dude, back. Oh, take back. And um, when was this again? You're saying it was public, right? Wasn't, oh, it, wasn't oh. it public back then all the time? I think it was still public. Yeah. No, or maybe not, actually. Or maybe it was, actually. But this is the 1800s when I say this was? Yeah. Yeah, 1884. Yeah, so they, they, pr- yeah, oh, yeah. they probably did still do public hangings. As far as they didn't let them stone them. Well, they were past that. <laughs> we were more civilized at that point. <laughs> so, here we go. I got story number four. Um, I have this called Worst Coworkers Ever. These are pretty bad. So, one day, the coworkers of a telephone operator named Joe H. Decide- decided that it, that it would be funny to send an electrical current through his ear. They, they said, and the, after they did it, this, this is what they said happened after they did it. Uh, they said that Joe, quote, fell as if shot, unquote. They said old Joe slowly began to lose his mind until he became violently insane. The insanity would take a hold of Joe as he was taken to a mental hospital the day after Christmas in 1891 after trying to butcher his family with an axe. Jesus. It's like The Shining. He just went crazy and just picked up an axe. <laughs> from, uh, from electric shock through the ear? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, like, fried his brain. Yeah, it went, to his, went straight to his brain. I mean, just like, fucked when him was up. This, what year was this? Eight, Man, in most good situations, that would have turned you into, like, the Flash or something. 1891. But. Can you imagine, like, what kind of, like, dangerous electrical bullshit they had <laughs> operating back then? I, I guarantee that was, like, <laughs> way too fucking much. That's probably how we got Electro from Spider-Man. I take he. This is what Joe H. wished would have happened. He wished he would be able to like fly through the air and shoot lightning bolts. Instead, he ended up fucking trying to kill his family <laughs> with an axe. Yeah, with an with axe. A fucking axe. And then he ended up in an insane asylum for the rest of his life. Which in 1891, uh, can you imagine what that was like? Oof. Worse than prison. They probably like fucking like just like wrapped a burlap sack around your head with like and like fucking like tied it around you and you just couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was horrible, dude. When you were in a straitjacket. Yeah, but or both. They, they, put a, they, like, put a bird cage around your head with a bird still in it and shit. I don't know. But, so, anyways, um, here's story five. So, I, I have this... Oh, yeah, I've read this one. I have this label, Complicated Hanging. On January 5th, 1886... Notice how a lot of these are, like, the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. 1886, a man named Morrison decided to, do, to decapitate himself in a very complicated way. After chaining his feet to a tree, he locked another he locked another chain around his neck before tying the other end to his trusty horse and began whipping, <laughs> and, and began whipping it furiously. What oh, the fuck? Oh. The head snapped off and went flying across the field, leaving a neighbor to find it a day later. It wasn't a velocity rip. It ripped his head off. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if the horse could take off fast enough to get his head to rip off. Yeah, no, well, it, I didn't put this down. It said a team of horses. Oh, so, I th- so I think there was like four or five horses. Just tied to like one chain, <laughs> chained to his neck. And he just started fucking whipping him. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> and then they just like fucking, and just popped off. <laughs> Damn. I want to say there's a, there's a lot easier ways you could have done that. <laughs> You're gonna just hung yourself. Yeah, but your head wouldn't have got. I guess you could have like hung were yourself. Yeah, then, but you wouldn't were, be remembered. Were people back then? Tra- well, yeah, I guess you yeah. wouldn't be in a book. <laughs> well, wait, I guess you could have, like, hung yourself, like, fishing line or yeah. something. Yeah, Tate, you wouldn't be in Horror in the Heartland. What a prestigious book to be written in. Kevin McQueen wouldn't have known about you. I mean, seriously, were people back then just fucking stupid? Or, yeah. like, how? Because I don't know. Like, Answer that for yourself. Somebody just chained his feet to a tree and then his head to a fucking horse. I know, but why, though? He had to have, like, <laughs> wanted to die like that. Like, I, like, how do you think of that? He had to think of that. He had to sit down and think, like, hmm, how do I want to do this? The most ridiculous way possible. I mean, seriously. <laughs> he tied. I yeah. 
whatever. Hey, Morrison, fuck you. <laughs> um, so we're coming to it in here. This is second to last. We got story number six. I call this Conductor's View. On June 21st, 1908, an unnamed woman from Sunbury threw herself in front of a moving passenger train heading southbound to Cleveland. While most of the poor woman's, what I, what I imagine, just ob- obliterated bodies stayed back in Sunbury, her head went along for the joyride as it made its way 304 miles stuck to the front <laughs> of the train as they tracked around Ohio before anyone noticed it. <laughs> It's a hell of a hood ornament. It's literally a tr- there's literally a, a woman's severed head just like riding the front of a train through fields <laughs> and forests and roaming groves. And then, like when they finally like stop at the train station, it's just like <gasps> there's the head. Don't you wish you could live back in these times? No, it sounds horrible. This is only yeah, this is that. this is like 1908. Technically, it's not even that long ago, and it still sounds like a hellhole. Yeah. Back then, <laughs> even when you die, you're not in peace because they fucking steal your body and give it to medical people. Yeah, literally, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you can't, your body's not even in peace. Nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, there's options. Back then, there were options, too, actually, but it wasn't like, you know, being cremated. It was be, either being buried or having your body fucking sent to a medical school against your will. <laughs> so, um, this is the last story. Yeah, this is the last story. Um, story number seven, I have labeled Cowboys and Native Americans. So after a Wild West show came to town in September of 1895, it's the 1890s, man, all the boys in town got in the playful spirit to play cowboys and Indians for real. So on October 3rd of that year, a group of children dressed as Native Americans decided to play burn, burn at the stake with a boy tied to, to the post dressed as a cowboy while using real flame and an accelerant. The news was not taken well by Andrew V., whose son had been the cowboy. <laughs> so they Did played burn. They played burn at the stake, but it was real. Jesus, his kids didn't know like how to how to work fire. And, and uh, the kids ended up burning, and they're yeah. probably like, "Yeah, yeah." No, I know. They were, oh, I guarantee they're freaking the fuck out. No, they weren't happy. They were freaking out. But their they, friend was just in there fucking melting. But he was like on fire, and they probably didn't. They, you know, like we don't want to catch on fire. We don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that kid got burned to death on a fucking stick like a witch in Salem in the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, poor, whatever, <laughs> poor Andrew V. Son, wherever you, whatever your name is, was. This is 1895, who the fucking knows? But no, guys, yeah, so that's the end, that's, yeah, that's all I got for the episode, what'd you think? I always love this book. Yeah, this book's <laughs> always. I got several more books like this of stories in my Amazon shopping cart, I just have yet to buy them, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, but I'm gonna buy them, trust me. They're uh, always hilarious. They are. I got one that involves the, like, ocean stories. No, that one I'll be. Yeah, those are always good. Yeah, those are always good. Stories in the sea. Yeah, the show how um how I survived when there's like oh no, I was out in the ocean and shit. Dude, those shows were fucking oh they harrowing every one of them. Yeah, but um no guys that's it. Oh, I told Keith Tate um shirts will be in here tomorrow actually. Our shirts, they'll be here tomorrow. What? I'm kidding. That's badass. I was going to say. I'm kidding. Tate, Tate, we're not recording this on video. This is an audio medium right now. No one could see what you were doing just now. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got shirts coming in tomorrow. I'm really fucking excited about it. It's been two long fucking weeks waiting. What if you get bullied because you're wearing it? I'll be like, you know, wait, by who? You? <laughs> the people on public. I'll say, fuck you. <laughs> I've never heard of your shitty ass show. That's what they're going to say. I'll be like, well, here it is. Listen to it. <laughs> Listen to it. Uh, but no, yeah, shirts tomorrow. Sweatshirts? Um, um, no, not it's summer. We, we I, don't I, I, I know that. I just didn't know. Oh, I thought tank, you were uh, tank tops. Not yet. Crop that, tops. That's gonna be. 
male rompums, male rompers. But no, 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 no. That's gonna be part of the fall collection. Shorts. Today. It's gonna be part of the fall collection. No, not for a while. Oh, some shorts. Um. Yeah. No. Hopefully, we can get a website up and going soon. Um. And we will be re- recording next week's episode because it's gonna be w- worth it. This one I didn't really feel like it was. Um. Follow us on the socials. Um. The Skeleton Key Podcast, TikTok, um, Insta, Twitter, and. Thanks for, yeah, I really appreciate everyone that's been listening and, you know, been giving us, you know, good reviews and stars, and it's, it really is awesome. We have grown quite a bit, and it's, it really makes me happy to see. Um, but that's all I got for this week, guys. We'll be back next week for our, for, I'll just give you a hit, our first ghost episode. Oh, hell yeah. Yep, can't first, wait. First ghost episode. I have a story to tell about it. Yeah, yeah. He knows, he knows about it. <laughs> I gotta leave you in the dark, Keith, I'm sorry. <laughs> is it like to do with, like, you? No. Oh. Okay, no, okay, no, 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 okay. yeah, you won't know. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll like it, trust me. But yeah, next get, uh, first uh, ghost episode next week, and I can't wait to do it. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Take it easy and be safe out there. Later.